The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Motto, Paul Michael Boland. G'day, Paul. Yeah, remind, remind me again what the sun looks like. I mean, I'm not even looking out a fucking window at this point. So. <laughs> I'd like to remind everyone, now that Paul has said oh, that, every time, we give mo- every time we use mo- uh, bad language, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society, and Free MMA. Remember, we swear because we care. Fuck! I don't know, Paul. I don't know. Though there has been an uptick... Some indie films are trying to take advantage of the gapping. Right. And really pilot season was like blowing to bits. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's that. So they, they, yeah, the town, it does want pilots. And if yours is the only one on the shelf, you know, it's like back in the day when you went to that one video store that didn't have a whole lot of titles. And there was just like, oh, well, I, I guess I can watch that vehicle for comedic vehicle for carrot top you know it's it, there's it's, just so it's not gonna go well for them i'm telling you it's gonna bite them in the ass if anybody gets if anybody contracts yeah it's gonna seriously bite them in the ass yes uh well it's it's also unions won't touch them the unions aren't i don't think the unions are even thinking about coming back at this point no, the union, so any union gigs out. But the, I think what I find so weird about it uh-huh. is people seem to think entertainment, entertainment and entertainers are a lot more forgiving than they are. And what I mean by that yeah. is everyone has this idea of like, if I make this great movie um, and I, that, you know, every, that they'll be cool with it. It'll be fine. Not a big deal. You know, Hollywood yeah. get over it. I'm like, no, man, that's, that's not how it works. Not yeah. a forgiving bunch. That, that's that's the rule for comedy. I don't think that that's a rule for production. You know, the yep. rule for comedy is if you laugh, everything's, you know, everything's forgiven. Yep. You know, no matter how awful or misguided the joke, if it lands, it lands. Uh, yep. And as long as you're not, as long as you're not the entertainment at a five-year-old's birthday party, it's pretty good, you know. But no, uh, we have very long memories in this town. Very long memories. I'm I'm more at risk than your average bear, so there's that. And I know that uh, it doesn't seem to be affecting healthy people as well as it was was. But come on, guys, just pump the brakes a little bit, all right? Write write that script, write and rewrite that script. Something I you can do along, so it's so good we can't not do it. How's that? Because mm-hmm. we're gonna need a shit ton of content when we come back. Because we really are screwed. But you guys that are running around doing, like, guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah. The guys that are running around doing, um, like, you can find funding. You can set everything up. Do everything but shoot. 
You can do the whole nine right now. But I'm telling you, Hollywood has a long memory, and if they think you've usurped them, it's going to yeah. bite you in the ass. I mean, there's something to be said for some weekend filmmaking, you know, getting together with a bunch of, with a bunch of like-minded friends. I'm uh, all for that. Not just, right now. It, yeah, but the, but they, <sighs> they should be friends, you know? You should, you should trust these people. Because let's face it, an actor or any or just any below-line crew member will lie their ass off to do the job sure mm-hmm. of course of course i can work a te- i can work a 10k off a 500 watt circuit or you know oh sure i, I ride a horse uh i i know accents ha 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 you know it's just, you know. <laughs> yeah. well i think the best example Talent's is kind of built friends. on bullshit already so that's <laughs> that's the problem the best so example it, was in the show friends they asked uh, they needed joey not to be circumcised so he put baloney around his penis until his foreskin fell off during the audition. Um, and, and that's kind of what it is. They teach you to say, yeah, 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 I can. Uh-huh. The problem uh-huh. is you ain't going to get a fire marshal out there, and if you burn something down, you're going to jail. You're not going to get your permits right now. You're not going to get the things you need. And if you're trying guerrilla-style filmmaking right now and you get someone sick and the studio that picks it up, and this is something you guys aren't taking into yeah. account that are doing this, I'm not buying your shit because I'm not going to be held liable. And I and my heart goes out to the crew guys who just have to pay rents and they just have to do it. My my guess, my says my at least my suggestion would be to get a copy of their insurance. Yeah. Before 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 you even think about it, because you know I get it, and just uh, you know the nature of the beast is the people that are like more hawkish towards more predator like towards getting that job. You know, they're not, they're probably not going to turn something down, even though we're saying, hey, you know, we're going to get pissed. See, it's not, you know, the crew, I, like, I'm not talking to the crew here. I get it, man. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I know. I am talking, I am, I'm talking to the crew right now and it's saying, yeah. like, look, guys, see their insurance, get a copy yeah. of it. I agree. You know, find Make out sure. who your money people are because you know how this works. When that crew, when that thing ends, everybody goes in 17 different directions. And so does the person who's at, at blame. And you got to figure out which one it is. And right now, do nothing on spec. Because most of these projects are not going to get picked up. Because on the distribution end, I can tell you, I don't want something that's been shot right now. I'm buying garbage I turned down two years ago. Like, absolutely mm-hmm. buying garbage. And the reason I'm doing it is I've had people submit decent stuff that they've shot during the pandemic. If someone got sick... If something bad happened and I buy that, I can get sued. Right, because you're representing the, the thing with the most money attached to that project. And so I'm the one that's going to get right. sued. It's going to be the distributors. It's right. going to be the studios. The producer, the producer who, who on set walking around with a latte and $500 shoes and he gets into a $500 Hyundai to go home, he's not going to be able to help you if you get hit. But Period. I can tell you, yep, and I can tell you Paramount, like specifically Paramount, has not made the best decisions. I'm still really angry they gave up Marvel, just to be clear. Like, enraged. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. the dumbest thing they did. But <laughs> we're eventually going to get bought by a corporation and they're going to tear down Paramount. That's what this is going. Yeah, um, they might want to, you know, because they might want to, you know, those foreign national companies are buying up everything. And, you know, they might look at, oh, Universal City. Mm. Man, the condos I could sell there. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm still having that moment where I'm like, I get it's on Melrose, but you know how remember that guy years ago on YouTube, like leave Britney alone. 
I'm just kind of oh, in the yes. leave. I, I'm I'm in the leave Paramount alone. We're just everyone's destroying themselves there. Like leave it alone. We're bad enough. We don't need your help. I'm mad about Marvel. That's all this comes down to. Um, but the reality is, if I broker that deal between like you and California Pictures or you and Paramount, um, or right. I actually don't work with Disney, so that's not an mm -hmm. issue. But occasionally with Fox, um, yeah, you and anyone uh, else, legal action follows the money because doesn't want to follow anything else it's not yeah it's not going to find the guy that turned around and was like well i have a brilliant idea for a film no dude it's me you're going to sue and through right. me i'm going to end up having a union rep that dumps it on the studio and i'm never going to work again because right. the so, average <laughs> cost at least five grand i think somewhere around four or five grand and we're, we're talking just on we're not talking a corporate thing i don't know what the hell you guys do do and i don't want to know the inner workings of what <laughs> legal team goes on to this. Yeah, all right? Paul's like, okay. just don't tell me. Okay. Yeah, that, I don't. I just don't want to hear about it. I just don't want to be involved with it. I just want to be completely blissfully ignorant and aware of the, of the havoc and fear and destruction a studio's legal team can do to one person. I'm you know? just saying, yeah. if, you're doing, if you're shooting right now, if you're crew and you need the money, I get it. I do. Paul's I right. It. Figure out, figure out who and where you can sue later. But more than that, um, don't take anything that's promised off the back end. I'm actually not opposed to that. I've taken plenty of deals off the back end. I wouldn't right now because I don't see anyone willing to distribute. Like no one is willing to distribute anything shot right now. So those promises off the back end right now are bullshit. Yeah, and I've done about more than I should have, uh, probably about 20, 30 of those things, and I've never gotten my back-end payment. Really? Yeah, no, yeah really. Really. The films? Yeah. Yeah, you, you and I need to talk about what happened to those films, because you should get back-end payment. If they showed up on YouTube, there is back-end payment you should get. So we'll discuss that after the show. Um, but you, that's the, that's the next thing you have to know how to get up, go after your backend payment. But right now there is going to be no backend. So if someone's handing you cash up front, man, I get it. Paul's right. Figure out who you got to know and what, what's going on. But as far as, um, most backend deals don't even include lube. So yeah. there's that. Yes. I sound, a little, I, I sound a little jaded today. You know, so what are you gonna do? Um, but yeah, now is not the time for distribution. Existing projects, yes. Existing project. If you got an existing project, you got gold. You absolutely got gold. Existing yeah, projects mean everything. Yeah, apparently I heard that the. Uh, but if you're making Tim a project, you're screwed. Yeah, I heard Tim Allen's show, Last Man Standing. Apparently, they couldn't shoot the very, very end of that season. Because they had to shut down, you know. And I know uh, I'm a fan of the show, and one of my one of the men who lives with me is also a big fan of the show. And I predict that's uh, he was wondering, well, do you think it'll come back? And I'm thinking that yeah, pretty. I can't imagine too many things not coming back that are on Netflix. You know. Netflix now I will say this. I, I will say everything. this. Yeah, Netflix is taking everything. Um, what should I call it? Netflix yeah. Flix is doing this brilliantly. Especially network stuff like Last Man Standing. You know, that's they're a doing brilliantly. 
you know. I am really impressed with Netflix. They don't, have any, they don't even they don't have anything to uh, to replace it, and they've already got this is all the keys are in place, all the actors, all the thing, everything's ready to go. Yeah, they lost the, they lost an actress when they switched networks. Uh, yeah, the new one isn't too bad. I, just, I, I I like you know having so semi conservative leanings, leanings. Uh, kind of just like somebody just making pissing people off out here. Because, you know, yeah, I'm probably having a bad day. But yeah, as we were saying. Well, I. So I think okay, there most shows are going to come back because the biggest thing, if you're looking to make your money, to take existing that the modern everyone is taking existing crap from way back. One of the things we're doing is purchasing TV shows that are already made and cutting it into something. Um, an editor I spoke with said it's trying to make an apple out of fruit salad, but it can be done. So if you've got existing stuff, even if it's not great, use it. Um, and for those that are looking to, I've had guys asking, well, I have this cerebral horror that takes place in a single room. If you want to do a show in a bottle and it's like just you, go for it, man. Yeah, shoot it. Yep. What do you need us for? Seriously. I mean, like, watch the movie uh, Barry, which is Ryan Reynolds in a box buried under the sand. And like it's, I, it's it is the it's the ultimate one man show. Yeah, other actors are are credited on it, but they just call in. The, basically, he's a contractor in Iraq. Somebody kidnaps him, buries him underground, leaves him with a cell phone and some water, water, and like, there was like a glow stick or something was also there. But uh, so and he's being told, "Hey, get, get this amount of ransom money for us, for us, one or we're just going to leave you." There's an episode of SVU. It's one of the best ones. It's about a little girl, and it's literally just um, Mariska Haggerty on the phone. Wow. I will find, I will find out the name of that episode. The, yeah, were people walking in the background? Because Barry, it's just Ryan Reynolds. Oh, no, I, just, I get it. Yeah, in this tiny, tiny-ass little space. Most people, don't have, most people don't have uh, Ryan Reynolds' acting skills. So, right. I'm trying to, so let's, you're going to have to find the next Ryan Reynolds. Put him in That's that cerebral true. horror film. Shoot it. You know, you can shoot it on your camera phone. Give us an That's idea true. of what you're trying to accomplish. And put it put it in there. Hey, sure, at this point, probably sell. That's actually very true. I like that. So that's a very good idea. Guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be answering some of the questions. You asked us online. We are going to be talking a little bit more about Hollywood. And I am going to please remind you. I know everyone's like, hey, it's coming back. Everything that has come back so far, someone's gotten infected. It's not going to work the way you want. And Hollywood is very, very, very liberal and very unforgiving. Yeah. Uh, I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. And we'll be right back after this. Yeah, I'm going to call a right-wing moderate. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com 
Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're on with my co-host, hosting Melissa Otter, Paul Michael Bolin. And we've got our guests on in just a few minutes. But right now, we are going to answer the questions you guys have been uh, slamming me with on Twitter pretty consistently. Paul, how are you staying in the loop in film during the pandemic? Uh, the loop just kind of comes to me. You know, I still have friends who are still working in there, and they always tell me what they're doing. And that's about as much as a loop that I've been in. Been in lately. But, you know, it's just, a, you know, I hear it's like, oh, this is happening, this is that happening, and lately, none of my, none of the people that I know and go to have really been doing anything. Yeah, most of Hollywood's not working. Everyone I know is kind of, it sounds odd to say, sort of freelancing in a different way. Like, uh, I've started consulting for um, uh, regular people the way I do for the film industry. I've started doing it for models and magazines. And essentially, um, I tell them how to get big on social media, which you think I do that for myself, but I don't. <laughs> um, but like uh, even just uh, Jared Fjorda, we have him on a fair amount. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been getting him up to in like one week. I got him up over three hundred thousand clicks. Yeah, if I ever uh, there's a a fantastic city cam operator that I know by the name of Jessica Lopez. She's really good. Check her website out. Uh, she's uh, been doing something with. One of the camera companies is doing like online answering questions about how to become a steady cam operator. 
Yeah. So that, that, you know, those of us who can't do teach, and right now nobody can do. So we're all so, teaching. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just kind of, it sounds horrible. I'm I'm selling like the Hollywood way of doing things. Um, Everyone asked, made the assumption, and it's a really strange one, that the reason people in Hollywood do so well on social media is because they're already famous. That's actually not true. It's because the same formulas that apply to making and selling movies apply online. So they just happen to be really good at it already, excluding that stupid Imagine video. Um, Mm -hmm. For the most part, it's it's the same principle. And I just started... uh, it's, it's not bad. I charge someone a grand. I sit down with them and it's like an hour of me yelling at them mm. um, to the guy that just asked me on Twitter. He's like, what do you tell them? I mm. yell at them for an hour. I essentially, I don't oh. do anything. I just share. I sit there and go, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. And I guarantee you follow this. That's some righteous bucks. Yeah. Why not? Go yeah. for it. That's it. And I just, I say, if you do all of this and you follow this exactly, I will guarantee you'll get this many followers in this amount of time. And if not, I'll give you your money back. And of course I tell them like one fifth of what they'll actually get. So it looks like they're booming. Um, But yeah, it's everyone, everyone's still kind of, you're never going to find people in entertainment that don't um, still do entertainment. I don't think we know what to do with ourselves without it. Like hence Paul and I here every Friday. Well, like, what the hell else are we going to do? Know, we've, been, we've been trying to teach for a while, so what, what's our, let's go to the next question. Okay, next question. Um, if I wanted to get into adult films, what is the biggest thing I risk? This is a young man wanting to know how to get into adult films. Uh, just a dude? Uh, yeah. A lot of no's. A lot of no's. You know, because nobody's going to... You, you have to... You have to build a sense of trust because you're kind of important because you have to maintain something. While I like uh, while on set, there's like ten guys who look like me going, you know, come on, do something. <laughs> so, Get the penny wagon. Uh, there's that, and you know, yeah, there's those little blue pills, but you know, hell, those eventually you become dependent on them. If they, if you don't need to do that, don't do it. Uh, but really, the only way I think you can get still get in, it's been the way to get in is. Find a girl that everybody wants to see have sex on camera, and she says, "I only want to work with him." And that probably that probably means you'll do about five scenes for different companies, and those five, you know, as long as you built up a good rapport, you know, then you could possibly do other, you know, do scenes with other actresses. That's the same. Uh, but yeah, that's the best way. There's no way to get in since the seventies. So there you go. I think I'm going to throw up. Sorry, I've been sick. I'm going to hand this to Alexis uh, and get the guest on. Lex, take okay. this. Okay. Lex, is there another question I can, ask, I can answer? Hello. This is Hello. Alexis. Is there, another, is there another question I can answer? Uh, I am sure there is. I was not given any questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. How anyway. are you, Paul? Oh, I'm doing fine. You know, like over the break, I'm glad that you were... Uh, she was doing that. Oh, you are you little weirdo! And I thought for some reason that she was talking to you. But you know, so, sorry about. Yeah, it was. She was talking to the cat. Summer actually ended up in the doctor's um, last 
beginning of this week uh, with an anxiety and a panic attack, which apparently they're two separate things. And the doctor had given her the notes, and I'm actually pulling up the note here, and I'll read it to you, of Summer's direct instruction that she's followed hardly at all. (laughs) Um, And the note was, find someone that needs money to come in and isolate with you and get the work done. Insist on at least six hours of sleep at night. She's been up all night working. Remember that your job is not life and death and they can wait. People made it through the 1918 pandemic with no TV. Mm, Remember yeah, that, that your health is more important and than no any job. Media either, so that. <laughs> That's true. And other people's unrealistic expectations. And break up your work into segments with 10-minute breathing and eating breaks. And um, she's doing absolutely none of that. Correct, Amundo. Fair enough. So, Summer is currently tossing her cookies, and she will be back. (laughs) But we were going over questions on Twitter, and I think we still got a little more time to pull the break, right? I am sure, but I'm not sure which questions she wants to ask. Uh, Just ask any of them. Uh, Go ahead. I'll see if I can do it. (laughs) Um, one second. Oh, dead air. That's it. Okay. All right. Uh, 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 let's see. Oh, what? We can we can make make we can swear a little bit more. Thank you, Paul. I always love when you do that. Um. Okay. Anything? We got anything? To a lot of cons. Summer's coming back. Okay. Do we do a lot of cons? Yes. I think we really only do, we do, uh, we've done adult con in the past. Does. That become really, <laughs> lately. Uh, the adult con is not the greatest, um, for the simple reason of what we've seen at adult con. Yeah. 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 I don't mean to, don't mean to, mean to hag on it, but you know. Here's someone. Ah. Well, at least I got to put Alexis in a position where she fully panicked. You are on the wrong one if you're trying to get questions. I told everybody you tossed your cookies and then read the doctor's note and told everybody you got them and doing it. Mm-hmm. You're we an asshole. Over, we went over what you should be doing, Summer. Uh, <laughs> then, you're yeah, breaking it up. Breaking up your job into 30 minute things so you can take 10 minute breaks. Getting up these and, uh, six hours of sleep at night. I know you're not doing that. Realize that I'm never going to be a host. So at least I put Alexis in a position she's terrified of by throwing her. I think God Paul was there. If I put Alexis on and Paul wasn't there, what you'd see would be Alexis crying for five minutes. Uh, I, um, I did make a little bit of money for the kids, but so there's that. <laughs> no. Thanks. I love she goes into Twitter. She goes into the wrong Twitter trying to find questions. Good mm. job, Lex. I didn't know what to ask. So you have to, if you go in, you have to go into the one that I'm not friends with. I have mine separated into Yeah, those. well, we'll let, let her know <laughs> off there because it looks like, I think we're about, to, are we about to go to break? I think we're about to go to break. Um, Wait, I'm oh, sorry about that, guys. We got, we got a pull out a minute. Yeah. I, I may, um, yeah, I may be suffering from a little bit of exhaustion. Um, mm. And just not taking the downtime that the doctor prescribed. I did. I rested for three days and only worked when you got, weren't looking at me. Um, so <laughs> this is what we have to do. Yeah, I know that does. Is that how it works? No. He said, "Don't no. make me cry." <laughs> um, 
yeah, it's 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 probably not how I should be doing that. That's probably not the greatest thing in the world. I'm technically supposed to still be resting. So we are going to go to break. Um, so if you guys talk to my doctor, don't tell them I was on the show. I was never here, okay? This never happened. Wait, no, this is where I say, this is a pre-record. I am a recording. I, I don't know. We're going to break. <laughs> when we come back, we are going to have our guest so we can avoid this entire debacle. Uh, thank you, Alexis, for telling everyone I threw up and reading my doctor's note. I'm well, I would have told them that anyways. But, yeah. <laughs> you would have told them. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> thank you to my traitorous friends. I'm Sally. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. And thank you to my assistant, Alexis Romero, for not freaking out and crying this time when she got put on air. Uh, you're welcome. And quick thank you to Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon. I miss going to you. You always made me gorgeous on red carpets. I can't wait to come back. The New Palm Springs Diet, spray it under your tongue and get skinny. And our, and jaws are size. I'm trying it, and we're also using it on that MMA fighter friend of mine to uh, toughen up his jaw before his next fight in July. So we'll tell you how it works. It looks like it's working real well for him. And we've got a choice. You guys, Paul's going to pick a question. First, I want to give a special thank you to Scott Haskin. Thank you for the awesome music. You always make it sound epic. And thank you. Uh, oh, and our giveaways this week are an ATV ride at off-road rentals in Palm Springs, California. You're out in the open air and the hell away from people. Or a free float at True Rest, Sedona, or Las Vegas. Again, you are totally isolated in an isolation pod. Yay! So we found things to give you that keep you away from people. Paul, pick a question for this week. Uh, name another one-room show or movie that all takes place in one area that's not buried. So there we go. Oh, I like that. Give us a show in a bottle. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, and we'll be back with our very, very special guest, Ron Colbert, after this. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back 
behind the scenes. Hi guys, I just threw up in a hand-blown, gorgeous glass bowl that was on my dining table that Alexis just walked away with. Five bucks says she quits before the end of this pandemic. Uh, welcome to... This <laughs> <laughs> She's going to quit before this pandemic is over. Okay, but we have a welcome. guest. <laughs> God, ladies and gentlemen, please, um, I'd like to welcome to the show a very, very special guest. He's a producer. He's a Hollywood guy, Hollywood guy, just like us. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to welcome Ron, I'm going to say Cobert again, and I'm going to get this wrong. Ron, welcome to the show, man. How, help me. Oh, well, my name is Ron Cobert. Uh, see, Cobert. we got you there. Uh, uh, Cobert or okay. Cobert, anyway, anyway's good. Uh, I'm a content provider for many years. Uh, I've been uh, credited as a producer, a writer, cinema photographer, director. Uh, what did I say? Writer. I said that. Uh, you know, for many, many years, I love to make films. And I've made short form, long form, and uh, I've traveled the world doing it. It's just, it's something, you were mentioning that earlier, it just gets in your blood, and you need to tell a story, you need to capture something, and by doing that, you could actually enhance people's lives, make them money, uh, and, uh, you know, enhance your life, and, and provide jobs, and it's just, it's, it's a quest, and you're an entrepreneur, so, you know, these times are hard, but... Being an entrepreneur, you're sort of out of the box, so you're always moving and shaking. You're always creating opportunity. Uh, so it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, to be able to uh, to pick up anything. And now, there's no excuse for people to not make a movie or a commercial. They have a cell phone. Oh my God! When I started, I was spending so much money on film, and it's just you know you needed more light. Uh, you know the cameras and the and the and the and the amount of crew that you needed. You need it. Just was it was a different time. So these days, no excuse. I, I gotta say, I never came up in the film days. As long as I've been around, it's been digital. But I was lucky enough um, when I was interning uh, over at Paramount. I met all kind of the old the guys that cut the films in like the forties, fifties, and sixties. They were legit. Still, they are. They'd been there forever, yeah. and the art, the art, and the time that went into doing it, it was just absolutely astounding. And then I on the flip side, hmm? oh no, I think Steven Soderbergh shot a movie with uh, camera phones, if I'm not mistaken, not too long ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was for it was for Netflix. Uh, it was about a uh, insane asylum. That's oh, right, really good. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well Joshua yeah, Leonard it's, it's, from Blair Witch Project was in it. I, I don't know off the top of my head. Blair Witch well, Project, a, I find that was hmm. a that was a tough project to watch. Very shaky. Blair Witch. Oh, the, Blair, the Blair Witch. Now, yeah, I, mean, I, was, I got a little it was, nauseous. It was prolific. Yeah, I've never I've never seen the Blair Witch Project. Don't tell anyone, or I'll be lynched. But I did. Um, Every, every time I've ever had anyone submit a project to me because they want funding, whenever you get the spreadsheet of comparable films, any horror anyone ever makes or any supernatural film, they always put Blair Witch there because of how much money Blair Witch made. Uh, and Blair Witch yeah. made the money because they took advantage of the internet when the internet wasn't what it was today. They listed the actors Bingo. as missing, even on IMDb. The marketing behind that film, that drive, 
was right. as yeah. absolutely fucking phenomenal. I, I wish to God I could recreate that. It was genius, bloody genius. Uh, Ron, you back? You back with us? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were asking, what is your uh, what's uh, latest project you wanna you wanna uh, that you're working on these days? Well, I, I'm in uh, multiple on post right now. I have uh, Hidden Springs that's finished up. We have about 40 terabytes of information that we're cutting, uh, um, big, big full season. And then we have uh, Blood Corral, I've got, uh, which is basically in post right now. We have a host of things. We've got some animation stuff that we're doing, uh, Aesop's Friends, The Dogs. Uh, and as well, uh, we've got a horror movie that we're about ready to release. Um, and, uh, as well, uh, a new project that I'm very excited about. It's called Moon Over Sorrento and it's, uh, it's a woman, uh, lead and, uh, it's a mother wife that has, uh, she's, she's has this quest to get back to Sorrento. She's an Italian American. She married, uh, an Irish American, uh, guy in Tampa and they have a beautiful family, very nice, very dynamic and uh, everything's going great. Life is perfect. All of a sudden, you know, she's, she's in this, she's in this drive to try to create a dress for her niece for the wedding. All of a sudden she gets diagnosed with a brain tumor. So now the quest is to be resilient, have strength. Uh, It's kind of, you know, we were, we were actually shooting some stuff down in January, just before everything, uh, all the breaks uh, were put on. And, um, you know, so this timing is kind of crazy. Uh, it's actually a perfect timing because the, um, the whole push is for using immunization instead of using radiation and surgery for, to, to cure a brain tumor. So it's kind of in the same vein as, uh, as what they're trying to do with COVID and all that. That's really, so, really uh, cool. We're having, yeah, no, we're very excited about it. We've got a, um, we've got some press going on down there. You know, we have a lot of people involved in Tampa, um, and it's, uh, you know, when we do this kind of stuff, uh, I don't know if anybody has that question, but I'll just kind of bring it up. Um, how do we get funded? Independent get funded? Independent film? How does it? How does it happen? I mean, it's usually uh, through. Uh, people that need some sort of media marketing publicity and, and, you know, we're the people to do it. So this is how it all starts to move and shake and, and, uh, and happen. It's, you're, you're dead on. One of the best ways people can advertise is through film. Um, as long as there's distribution and decent cost, it's a great way to do it. I always tell people uh, a letter of intent means nothing, but if the film's got funding, boy, howdy, you should be involved. Now, I'm going to ask, uh, what's the film, what's the, what's the biggest film or show you've ever been involved with? Well, I, I actually like, number-wise, not credit-wise, but the, just the, the, the live uh, production you've ever Right. I, I got started with the Cohen brothers on Raising Arizona, and that was amazing. That was wow. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was at Arizona State University, and uh, I just went in for a, to, for a job interview, you know, to do some intern stuff. Next thing I know, I'm uh, working in the office. I'm working as a grip. 
Uh, I do it. I'm working as a stand-in for Nicolas Cage. Uh, I'm having lunch with Holly Hunter, and, uh, <laughs> and it, it was so. Oh my God! From a, you know, I'm from Virginia. For me to all of a sudden, you know, being thrown in something like that, it was just it was eye awakening, and uh, that that was probably uh, you know it still is the initial uh, seed that got yeah, me interested wow. in in this industry. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I have like a sticky connection to those guys uh, when they uh, needed a Walter to be in the Big Lebowski Triple X. Well, guess who got the call? So you <laughs> always wonder if they ever saw that. <laughs> yeah. Now, what Did is the what is the project? Go ahead. Hmm? Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, Robert. You were saying something? No, no. Go ahead. Wait, we'll be asking. Oh. Okay. There uh, well, what is the project? Project you're most proud of that you've done. You know, uh, you know, people ask me that. I I get so passionate about everything. You know, I uh, it's about. You know, people say, you know, Ron, you're you're too excited. Just, <laughs> but I, I get a, I get passionate about the stories. You know, and I you know, and since I have, I'm I'm usually either delegating uh, the whole thing or playing one of the hats out of many or many hats, um, you know, and I even, you know, I'm in front of the camera as well. So, uh, I, I, everything I, everything I touch, I put everything into it. So I can't really say that, you know, every, all of them. Yes, they're all now, our children. Exactly. What? Now, for people wanting to do independent film or kind of go off on their own and make and fund a film, because that's always the hard part, what advice would you give them? Well, back to the cell phone. Seriously. It is, it's outrageous. There's so many uh, places to go. And, and, you know, look, I'm, I'm willing to take a look at what they have if they shot something. Um, you know, I love working in independent film arena is, you know, as long, you know, as long as everything is a collaborative effort, I think the biggest, the biggest issue with, um, with whether you're working in independent or studio is, is, uh, is ego or arrogance. It kind of, it, it puts a damper on any project. Um, you know, this is a artistic endeavor that is mixed with commerce. So you have to, respect both sides of the coin and you you really need to uh to 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 express that and understand that and uh whatever hat you're wearing uh whether you're a producer or a director you have to understand you can't be the director who's going to be like no i want to have that and the producer's like well it's going to cost this you know and I, we can't do that you know they have to be able to collaborate with the producer and go, okay, well, well, maybe we can do this. You know, it's, it's just such a beautiful sport to mess it up with, uh, with that kind of attitude. So, um, I don't know. Did I answer a question? <laughs> I, I, no, I, I would agree Actually, with that yeah. very, very much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's really one thing I admire about independent film. When you go studio, everyone's a cog. Everyone does their job, nothing more. You're to be, you should be able to be picked up and dropped from set to set to set to set to set. But everyone I know in studio 
film came from independent film. Everyone, everyone's done uh, independent film, and I think what you learn in independent film uh, is how to wear a great many hats and how to do a great many. And so when you know the shit hits the fan, um, you can figure it out. I mean, the the best example, and I use it all the time. I ever hear about film. In a film is like flying a plane that's already missing a wing and on fire. So you just yeah. got to figure out what the hell you're doing as it goes. And um, I think that makes a very, very big difference. And I think independent film teaches people to think outside of the box in a way nothing else does. So by the time people do get involved on the studio end, I've, I've never seen anyone succeed in the studio end of film that doesn't have a history in independent film, just personally, <laughs> at least not do yeah, well. Because right. when everything's on fire, it's always that guy. It's always going to be like... Um, John Reynolds is one, an example I used a lot. I've worked with him as a director. He's excellent. He was Spielberg's right hand on E.T. And uh, I wanted to kill him. But I also hire him quite often because I produce. I'm watching the dollars. And he's the director that's like, no, nah, fuck you. I'm doing this anyway. And sometimes you do need that. Otherwise. <laughs> I mean, when you have money, when you really have that deep pocket, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something that's something else. I mean, things could be worked out uh, potentially. Well, that's, but it really, that's not really, why. Yeah. If you leave it to the studio mm -hmm. producers, like if you leave it to me, it's going to be someone standing there for two and a half hours holding a can of Coke and I'm going to call it like a Yoko Ono art film when the truth is Coke just paid me to do it. Um, but when you have <laughs> artists with integrity involved as well, that makes a big difference and that takes care oh, yeah. of, you know, people like me who kind of need a foot up the ass going, this just isn't about the dollar. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That, that's for sure. I mean, there is definitely a difference between the studio and the, and, uh, and the, and the lower end independent uh, film. Because it definitely, you know, I mean, that studio end is something where there's going to be that conversation between the, you know, the producer and the director. And there's going to be, you know, possibly some heated conversation about just, you know, no, you're not going to do it for whatever reason. You can't do it. And then directors are like, no, we, you don't get it. We have to do it like this. Otherwise, it's, it really won't work. And, and, you know, those kind of circumstances are, you know, it's an interesting dynamic that happens between the two. Uh, but, you know, this is all... I think that, you know, this that is comes from a right? level of respect. Um, yeah. you, you hire Bingo. the person. When I hire a director, I'm hiring them because I respect them. And I'm putting Bingo. a lot of yeah. money, a lot of money that's not my money on this person, which is why you hire the same people again and again and again, because it's a huge risk. And so when that person's standing there saying, you have to do this, they mean it. They're not going to just say it because. Right. So It would be nice to have an, a, a reason why they want to do it like that. Although you usually you know. give one. This is yeah, a lot yeah. of swearing. No, I know, I know, I know. And I, and I will point out to people that, you know, look at the Blair Witch Project. It was shot on two different mediums. mediums. It yeah. was shot on film by the late uh, and great Neil Fredericks, but there was a lot of stuff that was shot on a camcorder. And my yeah. cell phone has a way better camera than half of what oh. the Blair Witch was shot. Yeah. And I have an older phone. I have a Note 5, you know. I'm not exactly up with the mm. times, but I'm seeing the footage that they're getting out of freaking the new ones. And it's like, oh, wow. I think there was it's a amazing. snowball fight thing that I think Soderbergh or Anton Foucault shot. This is a commercial. You know, just a little girl playing yeah. a snowball fight with him. It was amazeball, you know. Beautiful, beautifully shot. Incredible. Yeah, I, I, I was inspired. I went out with my brother 
and we shot a short just kind of testing the 11 Pro Max, uh, the Apple phone. And it's just the iPhone. It's just just unbelievable. The, the footage, and that was like a yeah. that was like straight Michael Bayham on that thing. Mm. You know, with the yeah. with the freaking camera. We're not just talking two people talking in a room. We're talking. You can do some dynamic stuff with that thing. Oh yeah. Well, that's so why I keep remember, telling just people. Just remember to turn the, uh, the the phone part off because you don't want like your mom calling in in the middle of a shot. So I'm just. <laughs> I, I will say exactly. that's why I keep telling people like if you want to get big now youtube's played out it's burnt but if you hit tiktok the next big star we get is going to be the justin bieber of tiktok justin bieber is a result of youtube the next one's coming off tiktok and you got a phone in front of you you can make something and if you make something that's visually dynamic and you follow the right formulas to get your viewership up then you can be the next star and a lot of people one of the smartest things i've seen People are now putting out their television shows and their um, films in small segments on places like Snapchat, YouTube, uh, Snapchat, TikTok. I mean, it's, it's really insane. Daily Motion's another one. Um, so I think if you really give it a chance, the new media has a great way to expand, especially for people in independent film. Um, traditional oh, yeah. film outlets no, you, are paying next to nothing. I know YouTube is losing one of the on. biggest... YouTube's losing one of their biggest things, the Joe Rogan podcast, which is uh, you can watch it on video uh, podcasts on YouTube. They're they're pulling up stakes or leaving YouTube and going to Spotify. Yep. Mm, wow. Uh, I yeah, love Kevin. There might be a big hole left behind. There might be a big hole left behind. The same. No, they want like Kevin. Uh, not Kevin Mayer. What's that? Oh, I was saying YouTube's just not paying. Now, you were saying Kevin Mayer? Yeah, I just saw that he went with now the new CEO uh, with uh, TikTok right now from Walt Disney, Kevin Mayer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're they're stepping it up, uh, especially after Quibi and uh, or Quib, what is it? Quibi. 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 Yeah. Quibi. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. cutting down the film. Brilliant, brilliant platform, by the way. The attention span's getting shorter, mm-hmm. so they're condensing movies. I think it's brilliant. The biggest thing, um, but again, the, the minutia is what people don't want. So if you've got a great film sitting at home, no joke, create a TikTok, edit it for TikTok and put it up now. Because if you are the mm. one to come out with that channel and you create a series that people are into, you're going to come out with bank. I really got to redo. I got to get that one project of mine off the ground at this point. But uh, yeah, not, we'll, not we'll, we'll talk about that. The Skin Factory one. I know it's been doing. I think, but yeah, so, so, I mean, that's a great way to get big. Um, we have about four minutes to close. Ron, tell everyone where to find you. Cause we always mess this up and forget to do people's social media. Uh, yes. Uh, well, you can find me Ron Cobert, R O N C O B E R T either on Instagram, uh, either on Twitter, uh, Facebook as well, uh, LinkedIn, all the same. Uh, and then as well, you can find me on YouTube, Vimeo, uh, you can find as well, uh, Sunscope, S-U-N-S-C-O-P-E, Sunscope-Entertainment.com. And then my, I have founded also a tech firm called OyaLive.com. It's a more of a marketing SEO uh, internet uh, kind of movement. We've got a lot of stuff coming out as well, including a short film festival uh, called Short Flicks with an X S. 
And, um, you know, we're coming, uh, we've got multiple, multiple shops going as well. You know, we're pushing, we're pushing internet, you know, internet is now, uh, you know, everybody's on it. Everybody's, uh, you know, trying to clog up the space and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's part of the push. If you're a filmmaker, you, uh, you really have no excuse. Now you have a lot of places to put things, just a matter of making sure you can tell the story within that given period of time and making something very original and interesting. Well, there's really, there's, it's so, but it's really easy to get your followers up and to make yourself monetizable. It's something um, we talk about a lot. It's one of the simplest things to do. It's something I lecture on and it works. Like I said, I had a a friend of the show this week wanted to get his numbers up. So we got him over 300 K in less than a week. That's so good. You are a master. I love it. I just got really lucky. I came in in that age gap because I'm a millennial that I'm really good at the internet, but I still get on with the film people. So I, I like, I got really lucky. I just got born in a really like good gap for what's going on. Um, I grew up, but then again, I grew up with the internet. So I know how to market to Gen Z, which is where we've got to market to now. So thank you very, very much for being on the show. We have about two minutes left. Is there anything you want to say to everyone out there? Uh, no, no, I'm just a grateful and appreciative, uh, Paul and Summer, you guys had me on and, uh, and guys just go out there, start shooting something and, uh, you know, send me, send me what you want. If you have something, you know, make sure to make it, make it concise and make it as best as you can blast it over with me. I'll take a look at it. Um, yeah, I'm on on to, uh, supporting the, what's that? No, and shoot it on your cell phone. You might, you might, yeah, you know, whatever. Hey, Sometimes when you're done and you edit all together, you realize your project sucked. So good enough to do it. You didn't spend a lot of money on it, but you learned from it, right? So next yeah. will be better. Uh, I like oh, that. Dang That's dang. much better. Every I always tell everyone, never go to film school. That's a waste of time. Just go to work. I wouldn't so, mind having exactly. a degree that I can turn into a teaching degree at this point. So <laughs> there's, there's, there's still a little thing there, you know. Hey, Paul, I, I, I lecture all the time, and I have no teaching degrees, so... I, law, I, I went to law you know, school. But, you know, I, I can't be a teacher at a film school or something, and I know I could do it with, with what I've got. Actually, actually, Every one of actually us could you could. Yeah. You could. The, the problem with teachers in film schools, and I'm going to say this because we have like 10 seconds left, the problems with teachers in film schools is that they don't hire people like you, Paul, people who are consistently working and have worked in all aspects. They choose yeah, to hire people that have failed. Can't physically do much anymore. So but that's, that's my thing. point. They should be hiring yeah. people like you who, who can't do it. They just have can. something that prevents them from someone who who failed. Yeah, than than mm-hmm. having a failed actor. But I that that's that's what I always say. Yeah. The only I, exception to that is USC. USC. I've gone over there and lectured. They hire good people. Yeah, they do. They do. All right. Yeah. We are, are going to go run. Thank you so so much for being on. We have like nine hundred questions uh, that you that we didn't get to ask you. That Twitter's going to be really pissed at us. Um, I'm sorry, I was sick. Don't blame me. <laughs> I'm kidding. We have to ask you back again. You know, we'll definitely have you back on. I'm Summer Helene. We I'm are good. on with our very, very, very special guest today, uh, and my co-host, host of the Melton Moderate, Paul Michael Bowen. Guys, go check him out. Ron has an amazing, amazing, amazing film company, um, and check out Sunscope. We'll see you next week. Good night.
Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.